Hey, dude. <laughs> hey, dude. Hey, dude. What's up? What's man. going on, man? Okay. Silk Road. Well, you know what? We should do Amazon Anonymous first. Before we forget. Yeah. Well, I guess we should pause, huh? And find our shit. Yeah. All right, we're back. We found our Amazon Anonymous. Thank you, everyone, who has supported us through the link. February has been a pretty good month. Appreciate it. It uh, really helped us bring the show to you. Yes. What'd you pick, Jeff? So someone bought a bunch of home canning stuff, and I was going to pick the ball guide to home preserving everything, right? But really what caught my attention more so was ball dissolvable labels, set of 60 by Jordan Home Brands. Dissolvable labels. What do they dissolve in? Does water? Obviously, it's. I mean, so maybe not. What's the word I'm looking for? There's, there's, a, there's a highly illogical. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it dissolves in water. It adheres to jars. Labels strongly adhere to jars and are easily easy to write on and dissolve by hand washing or dishwasher when you're ready to reuse the jar. Would you like some? Yeah, sure. I'll take some. I'm gonna play a game so. Might as well. The uh, I just uh, so I, I think home canning and preserving is interesting. Yep, I've done, We've done it a, couple a fair times, amount of yeah. it here. Um, so the book, which I'm not picking, check that out. But you know, they actually make labels that are easy to come off, which makes sense. Yeah, it's just not something I expected. Yeah, right. I mean, I mean, when I pick things for Amazon and Prime, this is what. It, it's not, you know, I mean, I always, you know, very, I very much appreciate when somebody gets a nice expensive item and that means we get a nice cut. But it's just, you know, what what is interesting? What 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 jumps out at me? And this didn't initially jump out at me. I, I was, I had the same reaction Jeff did when he saw it, which was, wait, people, well, they still make graphic calculators. Isn't that cute? Then I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is really, this is much more advanced than the graphic calculator I had. It's got Wi-Fi. It's got a color screen. It's got wow. uh, not the TI eighty two. Yeah, huh? yeah. It's got a, a whole thing at the bottom, which is just a keyboard. Um, not not a QWERTY keyboard, a, a regular old A B C D E F G keyboard. It's it's got a lot on it. I mean, I it's is that a touch? Is the whole thing touchscreen? I don't think it's a touchscreen because it's got a little you know, the directional thing. So I don't believe that's a touchscreen. I don't know. The picture does doesn't really. Looks like it'd be maybe, too small maybe to be, maybe to be it's, a touchscreen. Maybe it's like bubble. Maybe it's like you know, like the bubble keyboard type thing. You know, where it's a a, a flat sheet. You right. know, where you do that. That would make sense, I guess. And it looks like you use. It that does little, not look like it's physical buttons. Like use a little cursor key. It, the, the little you know moving thing, like like you would a, a TV remote. You use that to select things. But right, but I'm saying the the alphabet and even the number pad, they don't look like plastic depressible buttons. Oh, right, they, they almost look like it's almost like. So I don't have my TI eighty two anymore, but there's a TI. Yes, yeah, yeah, I'm. I'm just, it's it's yeah. definitely these, these rubber yeah. things. Yeah, absolutely. You, you think it's those rubber things? Yeah. Doesn't look like it to me. You can get more pictures of this. So. It, yeah, this is, I mean, you can get graphing apps for your phone and stuff like that. So I always, so I find, you know, graphing calculators to be kind of a outmoded concept when we have you know, these phones today that, that can do it. But 
sometimes people just like to compartmentalize, right? I mean, they just want to have that thing that they can pull out just to use it. And and this looks like a really a cool thing. I mean, yeah, it's not it's not a TI eighty two or eighty one. I remember having a TI eighty one and programming it to to perform quadratic equations. I, mm-hmm. I I wrote a program so that it would do it would actually give me the answer to quadratic equations. Now it wouldn't it wouldn't do the steps for me, so I still had to do that. But it would tell me if I got the right answer or not. Go search for the uh, the calculator and go to the TI site for it and look at their listing here. Uh, they show where you can like mark up photographs and like they're showing the Golden Gate Bridge and they're getting the different angles on the on the different uh, wires and and supports and things like that. And then they're applying formulas, huh? Like trigonometry to the Golden Gate Bridge. That's pretty neat. I wouldn't know how to do it, but if you're a mathematician, looks like it's very, they talk about algebraic precision. Lots of these. Calculators aren't very precise. Let me give you, let's see, a test of precision here. A good test here is to do uh, the square, uh, let's see, 1 divided by 9, right? Point one, multiply that by 9. 1. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Usually, uh, you know, lots of calculators will, will do point nine 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 if you do okay. that. Um, let's see, if I do the, uh, clear here, if I do the square root of 2, times the square root of two, I get two. That's good. Good precision. Yeah, this is this is a calculator. So I had this one before the TI-82. Mm-hmm. I doubt I ever used my TI-82 to anywhere near its fractional capacity. Um, but this is a TI-30XA. It, it's just a scientific calculator. And um, There's another test. It, it's it's pretty be. interesting. The battery, I've never replaced the battery in the thing. And I've had it since like... Eighth grade. So let's see if I can uh, put this in. Uh, put this in angle mode. Put this in. How do I put this in angle mode? <laughs> Don't ask me, man. Look, there used to be a card inside the lid here. The card's not here anymore. So don't know. Oh man, yeah. Because uh, there, there's sine, cosine, and tangent functions here, but but I need to put it into into radians. Let, let me see. In order I think to... there's a function. Let me see. Um. It's in degree mode. I need to put it into radians to do this test. Yeah, I could figure that out. Talk about something. All right. The Silk Road DPR trial was fantastic. It was a couple, it was about a month ago. It was just a, a beautiful, ridiculous mess because this was the guy who ran the original Silk Road. Radians. Okay. Before I get into it, I'm going to do this radian test. So if I do uh, the, I'll do ne- point 0.1 and put that into negative, and I try to take the sine of that, and it should come out to close but not equal to point 0.1. Right? And that's right. Okay. Uh, point zero zero or point zero zero one. put that into negative, take the sine of that, it should be close but not equal. Uh, exactly equal. Uh, not very precise there. It's also like a, Twenty dollar calculator. So. Yeah, so you know it's it, it it's not as precise as it could be. A twenty dollar calculator from there. There's some that can go like four or five or even six before it starts to do that. From like 1991. So <clears throat> anyway, Silk Road. So DPR. This, this guy, uh, 
uh, call himself Deep the Dead Pirate Roberts, which is a princess. Dread. Wasn't Dread? Dread Pirate Roberts, which is a princess bride reference, because uh, he was uh, like a he was used as a as a figure that was mythologized mythologized in Princess Bride, but never actually existed, and that was the whole point. Anyway, he. So the the thing is that when the government finally they they really you know had staked this guy out, and they finally caught him in a public library, and they managed to get his computer before he closed. Well, it. right, they were they were watching the dude. Yeah, and I don't think they were planning on arresting him or still you know confiscating his equipment that day, but you know they were following him. He went to the public library to do some work, and I. It seems like on the maybe they had the plan. The next time we get him in a good facility, mm-hmm. they staged a fight behind him to distract his attention. So there's a, a, a man and a woman who are FBI agents having a, a, a marital dispute type yeah. thing, and it was so loud, so close to him that he stood up and turned around. And a third guy swooped in and grabbed his laptop. Yeah. So before it managed to be encrypted, they grabbed it so they could just. So they had a treasure trove of data. And boy, was it ever incriminating! The dude kept a diary. <laughs> he kept a diary of his criminal activities. He, oops. That is absolutely insane. You do not keep a diary of criminal conspiracy. <laughs> it is the worst idea possible. So that you know, this was all thrown against him. Diary, you know, uh, use bitcoins. Uh, people think bitcoins are anonymous. They are not. You can be very easily tracked. The whole thing about bitcoins is the entire ledger is available and open to everybody to look at. You can see exactly where coins went. It's. Um, yeah, it, it, it was it was ridiculous. And then the defense, the defense was ah, it was beautiful. It was the guy was torrenting something at the time. Mm-hmm. Some episode of of some of it might have been like Kirby or Thursday or something. The defense had argued that somebody could use that as a vector to put all this stuff incriminating him on that laptop. Never mind that. I mean that that is of course ridiculous. But even if we grant that is somehow possible to, via a torrent, put layers of files and stuff through your machine, all the diary events matched up with stuff he was posting on Facebook about himself, uh, his spending, you know, records, all that stuff, all matched up. So it was just, it was this like pie in the sky, hail mary. What mm-hmm. you know? Right. This is all we. You are He's fucked. He's a patsy. Yeah, the, well, that's part of the argument was that he was involved with some of this right. stuff, but he hasn't been recently. He wasn't the mastermind, and they, they, and they uh, have they, they have records him. of him. Like in his diary, he talks about telling people this about lying to them, and then they have they brought up people in his life who he did you know he they confirmed yeah he did tell me this that, that he'd started this and then stopped but he he kept doing it it was it was and then the the closing argument was was basically you can't trust any of this because it's on the it's it's stuff on a computer and you can't trust anything in a computer at all that was the closing argument and it may have played if they didn't i mean they there was a the the foreman of the jury was a twenty six year old 
software engineer, uh, and she, I, I'm guessing, talked sense to them because it was just three hours. I mean, it was just like, you are guilty. <laughs> no, you are not getting away with this shit. The guy, and, and, and some people will say, well, all he was doing was facilitating free trade of stuff. He ordered hits on people. Uh, whether or not they were actually six, you know, we mm-hmm. we, don't, we can't find any evidence that, he, that these were actually played out. But he certainly thought they were. He thought he was doing it. it how quickly someone goes from their libertarian ideals to to putting hits on people because they're disrupting the market? How quickly you have to become authoritarian in in this sort of in, in this world is is mind boggling fast and. At the same time, he's putting hits, you know, on people as he's paying off bribes. He's paying off people who who are DDoSing him. Uh, <laughs> it's, and then he's going out on dates with people. I mean, it's like it, it's as if this is just sort of oh, you know, oh, just 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 kill him. Mild concern. Uh, I'm uh, if you read the stuff, it's. Endlessly fascinating, mm-hmm. the, the and the treasure trove of stuff from this unlocked computer. Oh wow, unbelievable! I mentioned to you in one conversation that you know, sure, TrueCrypt, all that stuff, lock the computer, close the lid. But I mean, if you're in that level of nastiness, you almost need something that is like uh, a little wristband, like yeah. NFC thing that. When you pick your computer wrist away from the computer, it locks it. Yeah. You know, you need something like that. You need something that that's, so when that's you're, super annoying to you, because that means it'll be even harder. Well, it wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, so it would have to be that would have to be the locking key, yeah. and then you would have to use something you know to unlock it, right? Because they yeah. could take the wristband off if that unlocked it. But yeah, you need to make sure that distraction doesn't prevent you from locking your computer. Mm-hmm. So, like, if your hands are over the keyboard, it's open. Your hands come off the keyboard, it locks, right? That would have kept him in a lot better shape than... He still would have been convicted, I think. I mean, the data well, I had of him was ridiculous, but he wouldn't have... But they wouldn't have been able to... to they wouldn't have as, made the case with the it laptop It wouldn't have data. been as nearly as strong a case. I mean, it was overwhelming. It was absolutely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wouldn't be able to make the case yeah. just with the laptop. I mean, whatever... Percentage of the case was made by the laptop data. It sounds like a lot. Oh, if he had something where his hands left the keyboard, it it locked. It would have been you know in a lot better shape. Uh, and the other oh, the other defense argument was he wouldn't the, the real DPR wouldn't be this stupid. <laughs> I think one thing that uh, well, I mean oh you mean the the journal or no the, using the library or which part. Well, all of it. All of it. The real DPR wouldn't wouldn't be this easily trackable. And you know, the answer is no. Guess what? Criminals are pretty dumb, and even smart people can be very dumb given the right circumstance. That's it's a. I think it's a, that's a Brian fundamental. Krebs doxes people all the time, right? Like you know, mm-hmm. some Russian guy does you know sends him cocaine. He he's able to dox him and figure out who the guy is. You know? Who Brian Krebs? I don't know who he's that is. He's a security. Okay. He's worked for the Washington Post. He's a, but he's an independent security researcher, journalist now, and um, he gets swatted all the time by Russian hackers and really, oh, yeah. He well he learned Russian so he could infiltrate mm. 
so he speaks Russian now. He is on all kinds of Carter forums and things like that, you know, with you know false identities and things like that. And uh, he's a bane in the uh, the Carters. Mostly, he mostly reports on credit card fraud. I mean, that's that's the interesting thing to the widest audience. But he'll report on other stuff as well. But the last year or so, he's been mostly credit card fraud. Interesting. But yeah, it was it was. Oh, the defense tried to argue that he was that, that the real DPR was actually this guy Mark Carapus who did the Mount Gox Bitcoin exchange. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just throwing shit, wacky shit out there. I mean, that's just that's nuts. <laughs> Why? Why? There was no connection. He stole money. Oh, no, I, I think that the the connection was that it was host the first one of the first like hosts of Silk Road was on a web service that that guy manages or something. But I mean, anyone can get it, can be a customer on that. So or or he owned well, they were, it. Or something. Yeah, it they was, were Onion Router private services, right? I, I, I don't know what what. I forget what the exact argument was, but it was very, very silly. But the point was they were just trying to, you know, confuse the jurors and be like, he could be anybody. It's the internet. You don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And that's just not the case. That's what people who who think encryption is, is the answer to everything think. But no. The... <laughs> well, it's a huge meta. It's a huge addressing problem, right? I mean, encrypted PGP emails still have the subject in the to and the from in mm-hmm. the in the headers unencrypted, right? You can track word data, you know. Even if you try, even if you bounce data around, that can still be tracked. Uh, and you know, I'll tell you what: the easiest way to to hack into um, something w- w- that, that's encrypted, you you beat somebody up and ask them for the fucking password. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very very no, easy. It's, it's always. I mean, that's the NS. I'm not saying I was gonna say that's what the NSA does. Not the literally beating people up. However, they might. It's the out of band attacks. Yeah. It's the social engineering. It's the finding a flaw in the system, mm-hmm. not breaking the encryption. Right. That's what they do. So. And that's a very easy way to break encryption is to get to get the password. It's finding a flaw in the system, mm-hmm. not breaking yeah. the mathematics. Exactly. So yeah, that was it. Was just well, that was it. Was fun to to keep track of when that was going on because it was crazy, crazy, crazy. Do you want to? Um, what are you going to do with this game? Do you want to play through it now? Do you want to wait? It's eleven thirty. Yeah, let's play through it now. Uh, let me. I need to go to the bathroom anyway. Um, okay. So you want to wrap up the post show? Yeah. It's kind of a short post show. That's why I'm asking how we do this. We could, yeah. we could pick up post show later. We could... Yeah, let's do that. All right. So this probably isn't the end. Probably. Not. But it might be. Might be. If, if it is the end, then we'll talk to you next week anyway. So don't worry about it.